Yo, what's going on everybody? It is 1 p.m. here in Chicago, Illinois, and it's time for another live stream. Today is Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022. Oh, that's a lot of twos. March 22nd, 2022. Welcome everybody. I know that normally Tuesdays we do trivia, but uh, over the weekend, my kids baked me a cake. I mean, with a lot of my wife's help, uh, they baked a cake and it says congrats on it. And they put the word congrats like too close to the edge. So I had to word wrap a little bit and they used their uh, piping bags to make uh, rainbows and also a little runner dude uh, on the cake. So I'm going to call it a PR cake. And yesterday we did have a little bit of it for dessert or a lot of it for dessert, but I thought, you know what? That's something I need to be eating with you guys today too. So we'll have double mukbangs for this week. And today we're going to have some PR cake. But first, let's say hi to everyone listening on the audio only version on the podcast. Hopefully you guys are having a good run out there today. Hopefully you guys are staying dry here in Chicago. It is like cold and wet and I'm definitely missing that California sunshine right now. Uh, I'm wishing I had some of that really nice weather because I don't know if I could go for a run today, but I think maybe like tomorrow or Thursday, I might want to kind of just maybe walk a little bit faster than I've been walking a little bit. And it'd be nice if, it'd be some, if there was some nice weather. But if it continues raining, I'm just going to take it as a hint from the universe that I should just keep recovering a little bit more. Uh, because after all, I do have another race coming up in two weeks. It's not going to be like an A race for me, certainly, but uh, I'll be over in DC for the Cherry Blossom 10 miler. Hopefully I can see some of you guys there. Uh, also everyone listening in on watching on YouTube after the fact, hopefully you guys are having a fantastic day as well and are at the end of your day now and uh, are able to just kind of like unwind a little bit. Maybe you got a recovery beverage. I've got some afternoon coffee to go with a little bit of this cake. Now, before I get into it, I am going to um, say hi to everyone in the chat. Luis is here, says, yo, what's going on? Sorry, Mike, for not giving you a heads up on the tamarind treats. Should have warned you about the seed. <laughs> I think it was funnier that way. Um, I thought it was just going to be like a big kind of like clump, something that kind of like pressed together. Um, so I wasn't expecting the treats. I didn't think it was going to be like kind of like a pastry. It felt very heavy, you know, so I, I, I knew like something was going on in there. Um, I wasn't expecting the seeds. That was a surprise because I don't think I've, I've never had tamarind quite like that. So it was a nice treat and uh, a fun surprise. And I definitely appreciate all the treats for, from yesterday. Sean says, hey, everybody, snazzy cake. And he gives a little wave emoji. It looks like they even got the GoPro in my hand. Yeah, she did. She said she drew the GoPro with uh, a piping bag. So it's like pretty amazing. And then they like studded the outside with just colors. I mean, we have so much food coloring in our house because the kids always love to um, put food coloring in everything. So like the last, last time I made pancakes, we made just regular pancakes with no food coloring in it. It's like the first time I've had pancakes that were not dyed a special color in a really, really long time. So there's just all sorts of frosting on the cake. And the thing is, I don't really even like frosting and they know that, but you know, this kind of cake, it's technically for me but it's not really for me it was for them to have some fun uh doing some baking with mom over the weekend all right mark's here it says hello all happy tuesday and cody says did the mukbang switch to tuesdays no we're just doubling up for today so there we go uh jenfrey's m says just watch Flores' video so beautiful to watch kofosi struggle and complete the marathon i i saw that he posted it. i still haven't a chance to watch it yet and definitely i'm looking forward to seeing that um i've been working hard on trying to get the race recap video done. Um, it's very long, so I'm trying to cut it down from like the original unedited length is like 38 minutes, 39 minutes. I'm like, that's way too long. 
So we'll see how much I can cut it down because I just think there's a lot of stuff that doesn't need to be in there, maybe stuff that can fit in another video, you know? So I'm trying to work on that and uh, it's just been taking so long. Plus I'm still like just exhausted. So I find myself like kind of working and then daydreaming a little bit and just not even daydreaming, just zoning out. So we'll get to all that stuff soon. I'm like behind on everything, but you know, that's kind of how things go, I think. All right. Um, let's see. Jay said, if I knew you were running, I'd have baked a cake. <laughs> uh, great job, girls. Yeah, the cake looks good and it was really tasty yesterday. Sue Ann says, hey, everyone. And Adam says, I am uh, California dreaming on such a winter day. Yeah, it is chilly out there today. All right. Um, let's get to the cake. So um, I'm going to slice, you know, I meant to have a piece of it sliced and ready to go um, because like slicing a cake on camera is going to be hard for me to show you any, but I'm just going to slice it right now because I didn't get to it earlier. And um, I'll show you guys the cake once I get it onto the plate. Mm, yeah. So it is, you know, at least they did make it like my favorite kind of cake, which is just like a chocolate cake. Just plain chocolate cheek, chocolate sheet cake is like my favorite kind of cake to have. And uh, they did like, I think they did like one batch into two um, like cake molds or cake pans. And it's double layer chocolate cake, some frosting in the middle. And then you could see that like they put all sorts of like decorations all along the outside. So yeah, it's all just buttercream. That's some, sometimes I wish like we could make the frosting taste different flavors. I think the only time my wife ever does that is when there's like a chocolate frosting. But this is all just regular frosting, buttercream that is um, dyed different colors. But here you go, guys. Cake. Cheers. My wife makes a really good cake. It's a very simple recipe. I've tried making it before, too. But cake is one of those things where it just tastes so much more delicious when someone goes to the effort of making it for you. It's the thoughtfulness that makes it more tasty. All right, we got Eric here says, hey, Co and Co, Mike, congrats on an incredible effort in Marathon PR, incredible work, man. We are proud of you. Thanks so much, Eric. Thank you very much. It was, um, it was uh, a lot of work. I had a lot of help uh, all along the way and throughout the race as well. So it's not something that I did by myself. Um, but yeah, it definitely feels good to be able to like bring home a, not the best result for you guys, but a good result for you guys. So I'm feeling really good about that. All right. Um, Let's see. We got Lewis Cameron says the cake looks amazing. It's pretty tasty. You know, the only thing I don't like about cake is that there's always too much of it. Um, like, you know, the, the girls, like the, the size of a cake, like like when you bake a cake, it always makes too much cake for our family. I mean, I guess maybe like once my girls get a bit older and they'll eat more cake. But anytime they make cake, I always end up eating a lot of cake. And, I'm you know, cake's nice. It's a nice treat, but I don't love to eat a lot of it. So I wish there was a way that I could make like half the amount of cake. But every time I suggest that, I feel like a total fun hater when I do that. It's like, I don't want to sell it. I only want a half celebration, you know? So it seems always kind of like, like a bit of a downer to, su to, to suggest less cake. But, I, you know, I'm going to be eating a lot of cake over the next several days. <laughs> Vegan Dugan says, hey, everyone, unexpected half day in Baton Rouge, thanks to some crazy weather coming in soon. Well, I hope you guys are staying safe. 
and hope it's nothing too bad. I know, like, I've seen some um, video from storms coming through Texas last night, and it looked absolutely um, terrifying. So hopefully that's not the same things that you're getting over there, Regan. David Kelly says, thanks. Congrats on the PR. Thank you. And Diaz, 48156342, says, hello with a wave, and congrats on the PR. Thanks so much, Diaz. All right. Um, Genfries M says, 7 a.m. in New Zealand. Good morning, everyone. Well, good morning to you, too. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scroll down um, a little bit, but there is a cake question up here, so I'm going to hit that first before I scroll down. Cody says, not a big fan of frosting either. See, like, I'm not a big fan of frosting. Cody, you're not a big fan of frosting. My father-in-law, also not a big fan of frosting. Um, so, like, usually he'll, like, scrape all of his off. I still will just kind of eat all the frosting, unless it's, like, really, really excessive. Um, so I'll still eat the frosting, but he'll scrape it all off. So, like, there's a handful of us out there that don't love the frosting. But Cody asks, would you rather just eat a plain cupcake with no frosting than one with frosting? I would like to eat one with just like a little bit of frosting. The, you know what I like to do? I don't like to do it because it seems really unnecessarily like, um, just seems like a lot of work to do it this way. But when I do see people take the cupcake, like rip it in half and then put the bottom part on the top and make a frosting cake sandwich, that I feel, I mean, basically to make it look like a case of cake. Cake, cake, frosting in the middle. I feel like that is a good ratio of cake to frosting. That's like enough. All the stuff that's on the top and on the sides, that usually for me is like, oh, this is too much, you know? But I would say of, of all the cakes, my favorite cakes are ice cream cakes. Like the kind that you get at the store or like from the ice cream shop. And the frosting in the middle is like, I think it's a little bit of frosting, but there's like cookie crumbles inside, whatever that is. That is the most delicious kind of cake, in my opinion. I love that kind. <laughs> All right. Adam says, I rode my trainer yesterday and again today after my half on Sunday. Biking is a great way to break up scarring and pump healing blood through the leg muscles without the gravity load. I was thinking about maybe I'd go for a ride today, but I'm like, ah, it's kind of early. I still like I'm having a hard time just moving around. Um, and only just this morning have my toes felt like they would tolerate being in shoes again. So I was thinking about it. But I'm like, I'm going to just fully rest for two days. Tomorrow, I think I'm going to probably hit the bike, depending on what the weather does. I think it's supposed to rain until like Friday. And I don't know, I'm just going to play it by ear. Either I'll bike a couple of days um, or I'll just take some days off, um, depending on what the weather allows. Maybe I'll go to the gym. We'll see about that, maybe. But that's kind of what I'm thinking. All right, I'm going to scroll down. Sorry if I missed um, any of you guys. If you have uh, questions or anything like that, feel free to repeat them in here. Um, Sean Devlin says, like, fudgy the whale. Yeah, the fudgy the whale cakes were so good. Anything that's in that kind of family of just ice cream cake, so delicious. One time, one time my wife made ice cream cake, and it took, like, two days to make it because she, she made the ice cream, then she made, like, the cookie filling part for the frosting. She made everything. It took so long. And I ate like the whole thing in like 30 minutes. Um, but yeah, it was so good. It was so good. So that's what I want to do. I want to eat an entire ice cream cake. <laughs> Sean Evans says those commercials when I was a kid. He loves them. He loved them. LOL. Awesome. 
Uh, Eric said that the two days rest is a smart minimum after a full 26.2. He says he was wiped after the trail one in Salida. Well, that's quiet. Did I know that you were in Salida? I think I did. That's the one. Did you guys see Serious Runner out there? I think, I don't know if um, Sage and Sandy were out there, but I thought Serious Runner ran that one. So, hmm. But that looked like a nice course. Dad Runner says, I need a foam roll. I have a foam roller. It's way in the top of the closet. I also have like massage guns. I've got everything, but um, right now I'm not like very much in the mood for recovery tools. I'm just like, I'm happy just putting my feet up on the couch and working on videos and just eating and eating cake. Um, so I'm like very unmotivated to do anything. And every time I get up and I make myself another cup of coffee, I'm like, I really should be drinking like three to four electrolyte drinks a day, you know, getting sugars back in, making sure the electrolytes go back into balance, all this stuff. And I'm just like, I can't be bothered. So like, I need the motivation. <laughs> I need the motivation. But I'm also like, you know, I always rush back into another training block right away. This time, I'm not going to rush. I'm going to take it really nice and easy. So, you know. Mm. Eric says, don't live in Salida. Serious runner did the half, as Sandy did. Eric did the full Monty and then <laughs> destroyed him in a fun way. That sounds awesome. I think it's still at, Salida's still at elevation, isn't it? And it, I mean, there's certainly mountains in the area, so. Very cool. Very cool. Mm, all right. Let's see what else we got here. Um, Eric says, some people hate it, but I'm partial to the Tailwind Recovery Drink. Easy to mix, and I feel super charged right after. Um, I've had the Tailwind, all the Tailwind ones, they have a funny after, the recovery drinks have a funny aftertaste to me. There's something about them that tastes kind of like, um, like if all the, I've had like a chocolate one, and it tasted like there was something like wrong with the chocolate it made me think like oh did the cocoa butter go rancid in this or something there's just something off about it that didn't taste right um and it was always very gritty i like tailwind's regular drinks but the recovery drink i always just felt like was something a little bit off about it but i suppose at this point me drinking anything is better than nothing but right now the only recovery drink that i have i think i have like a packet of i have two things that i don't like in the house right now recovery thoughts wise um, the two things that I have are, uh, uh, like a, a single serve packet of the noon recovery, but it's that blackberry one, the one that I think tastes terrible. So I've got that. I like the, um, the, le there's like a lemonade one that I like. It also has a funny taste, a very funny taste to it and a weird texture, but I like that one. The black, like it's like a black raspberry one or something like that. I don't like that one. I have a, a little single serve of that. And then the other thing I have, it, I still have that spicy chocolate protein drink. Remember when we tried that on the on the live stream a little while ago? Those are the two things that I have. So, like, I have just no desire to, to try it. <laughs> All right. Um, Dad Ronald says, the e-fuel energy and you can energy performance are the go-tos. All right. I'm going to, well, I'm saving that, those e-gels for next Monday, Al. So, I'm going to try those on the live stream next Monday for the mukbang. I think so hopefully I'll be more recovered by then but 
If not, those will give me a little bit of a boost. Um, Chris says, I've become accustomed to the odd-tasting tailwind recovering mixes, mixes, mainly because they work so well for me. I mean, I think that, like, if I were making a recovery drink, I would not want it to taste like a chocolate. I, I would not want it to taste like Hershey's chocolate milk. I would want it to have, like, a weird signature, like, kind of oddness to it. Because I think that once your body senses it, it remembers it. That's why, like, the ones that I love the most all taste a little bit funny. But the Tailwind funny doesn't suit me well, I think. The Noon Recovery oddness, like, suits me well. I look forward to it. The Unived Recovery, really odd with all that turmeric. I really look forward to that one. So, like, those are some things that I wish I had in the house now. Maybe I should order some. Um, Eric says about that Salida Marathon, it was... 7,000 to 9,000 feet with 4,000 feet of vertical gain. That is a lot. Hmm. That's a lot of height to be at. I was watching um, a Sweat Elite video last night. One from Zane Robinson. Robertson. We got to meet over the weekend. And where he lives in Kenya, he was just going on a run. It was like a 30K run, starting like from his house and just going up a mountain and back. And he got to like 3,300 meters, which I think is like over 10,000 feet. And I'm like, at 10,000 feet, at two miles up, almost two miles up. That's just unfathomable. I'm like, is there even air up there? And he was running hard. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't, you know. Any running at that elevation, I think, is hard. But running at, I mean, like, well, that's one I think, I mean, I guess when you think about 14ers, too, in Colorado, like, just mind-boggling. It doesn't even make sense to me. I have a hard time with it. I was looking at my um, Strava uh, post from the LA Marathon, and it said that I got 1,000 feet of gain over the course of the marathon. Now, a marathon is very different than a trail marathon, um, and, but I feel like for a road marathon, a thousand feet is a lot. It's a lot of gain. So I was like, ah, oh. but you know, then last night I was also watching the, um, the replay, the live of the live stream of the New York city half, you know, and they're talking about how hilly it is and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm ready now to start not only looking at flat, fast or, or downhill courses. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a good downhill course. I love downhill courses, I think, more than the next person. I think I'm, a, I'm above average in terms of my affinity for downhill courses. But I think, like, I think I'm going to stop being so afraid after having experienced L.A. now. <laughs> Not to say that I conquered it or even did it very well. But now that I've just done it, I'm like, okay. I'm not going to be afraid if I get to run New York or when I get to run Boston. Um, not to say that those will be PR courses, but I'm also not afraid of them. You know what I mean? So I think it was really good for me to be able to run this LA race. And then hopefully I'll be able to do some trail races this summer where I'll be able to get that kind of gain and, uh, just more exposure to some altitude and some different stimuli, you know? All right. Um... Dennis, Dennis Cheek says, Felicidades on your PB. Thanks so much, Dennis. Welcome. Good to see you again. I love those sunglasses in this photo over here. 
It looks intense. Awesome. Um, all right, let me scroll down and catch up to you guys. Martha says, Kofuzi, Boston will be way easier than LA. You know, I was looking at it and um, and you guys will hear me talk about it in the um, in the race recap tomorrow, but there's a part that I cut out that I'll tell you about now. Um, I cut it out because I got the, the facts on it wrong. So um, at the end of, I was looking at, uh, I think I was looking at either Colin Benny or CJ, Al I think I was looking at maybe Colin Benny or CJ Albertson's last year there, Strava for the Boston Marathon. And I'm looking at Heartbreak Hill and it's like 80 feet in like a quarter mile or half a mile or something like that. It's a pretty big hill um, in comparison. Um, in not that much shorter of a distance, like uh, Mount Roosevelt, the end of um, the Chicago Marathon is like 25 feet, right? So this is a lot bigger than that. It's at mile 20 of the Boston Marathon. And everyone kind of fears it. Um, the last big hill in LA happens at like mile 20. There are still many hills after that too, but like the last big one is a mile long and it's um, about a hundred feet. So I'm like, oh, well, okay. I've experienced that. It def it was soul crushing. <laughs> it definitely crushed my spirit, but I'm like, all right, I've experienced that. Now I'm ready to tackle some other hills. So that's kind of like, you know, where, where I'm trying to like gain some positivity from the experience of like, I've been through just as bad before you know so as i as i go into it <laughs> ray run says la was tough i definitely underestimated the hills i did too you know i went in thinking um you know i looked at it and someone was i think i saw someone else's la marathon strava from like last november the first time they had it on the new, new course and uh they were like it looked like it had about like 950 or a thousand feet of gain throughout the course of the the race and I was like, oh, I think that's the same amount of gain that uh, CIM had. And, you know, everyone talked about how CIM is a net downhill, but there's plenty of rollers in the in the race. And I'm like, well, if it's the same amount of uphill as CIM, I think I'll be okay. And then I ran the course and I was like, well, this, is, this felt a lot harder than CIM. And then I went to look back at it last night and my Strava for CIM showed of like 600 feet of, of total gain. So <laughs> 600 versus 1,000. You know, it's not that crazy different, but it's enough to make it, make you notice it. Louis said, um, some of the hills in LA are very long and wasn't expecting it. Yeah, for sure. Like the thing about it is there's plenty of hills that in other races would be considered the big hill. But because LA Marathon has like several hills that are like, like so there's two at mile four. There's one that's like a half mile long and another one that's a little bit more than a half mile long. Um, and you go up, down, up real fast. And then there's another, that big one at mile 20. And they're just really, really long. And then there's a huge downhill that's about a mile long as well. Um, and it's kind of too steep to be comfortable. And um, so, like, there's just really, really long elevation changes, just constant. And, um, yeah, it just makes it so that any of the other hills that are on there, like, just don't even get noticed. But they're there. <laughs> I, I, I remember feeling them. And there seems to be a lot of them all the way at the end of the race, too. That's where, like, a lot of them seem to be. Um, yeah, and Adam says, Boston, it's not the uphills. It's the downhills leading into Newton that will do you in. I mean, that's that, that could be said very much for this L.A. course, too, because there's that first 5K. That was so fast. But it's so downhill that it's like, 
I'm either going to jam myself up slowing down or I'm going to jam myself up going too fast. So there's no like, there's no, I think there's no right answer, I guess. The hills are just going to chew you up a little bit. Martha says that Heartbreak Hill isn't that steep, but when it, it's when it comes, yeah. Mm -hmm. And she thinks it's about a half mile. That's what I think. I think about 0 0.4, 0 0.5. What did I say before? A quarter of a mile? No, I think, I think 0 0.4 is what I remember. I think you're right. And Leona says that Nell Rojas talked about the Boston course on the latest morning shakeout in the podcast. It's a good listen. I saw that pop up today. I'm very much behind on all my podcasts. I haven't been listening to very much. And I've been listening to um, How She Did It, the book that um, Molly Huddle wrote with, I forget the other author. I didn't realize that the book was um, a collection of stories by other female. Like, I just was like, all right, Molly Huddle helped write a book or is one of the authors on a book. I'll buy it. Um, and then I didn't realize what it was, but it's been really great to listen to. So that's been taking up a lot of my uh, audio listening time lately. But I definitely have so many podcasts that just came out in the last couple of weeks that I want to listen to. That's definitely on it. Mm. Matt Cornero, what's going on, Matt? It's good to see you at the race. Uh, he says, I feel like the wind got me as much or uh, more than the hills, just a constant drain. Um, yeah, there, I mean, there was wind too. And um, Forrest and Jimmy definitely helped out with that at the end. Um, they kept trying to like stand in front of me so like they would block the wind. Um, it didn't always work because the wind would just keep changing directions, but it always managed to be a little bit of a headwind. So that was, that was tough. That was certainly tough. Um, the wind was not kind that day. I, and it was surprising. Like I was at this, we were at the Dodger stadium, you know, before the race started and I'm looking out and I see all the palm trees just like swaying like crazy. And I'm like, I didn't think it ever got windy in Los Angeles. I'm like, it is windy right now. It's crazy windy. I don't really remember even really noticing the wind though until like, like right around at the halfway point, maybe mile 16, that around around that area that's when i started noticing it and i think it's because of the way that the streets were the wind was just funneling a lot mm. steve is having sick that there's no wind last year hmm i really want to do one run want to run la again i'd like to take another crack at it um maybe even run it a little bit uh, more leisurely next year and just try to I, I, I feel like there was an area where I saw some Oscar statues like the tall ones like the life-size ones I mean not life-size because life-size is this but the human-sized ones um but like uh and I saw like the Beverly the Hill sign I think I saw like the Laugh Factory but I don't remember seeing like other than like a couple of things like out of the corner of my eye I didn't see anything like, I, I just felt like I ran a bunch. Um, so, like, I think I'd like to slow it down and have a little bit more fun and run it again next year. The only thing is, it it's in March. So that means I'd have to train through the winter in Chicago. So, like, uh, I'd, I'd have to, like, secure a, a, 
a more reliable treadmill situation if I'm going to do another spring marathon. Because it's one thing to like be outside and run in the winter. I love it. But it, to like try and do like mile repeats is like, it's, it's a lot of work in the winter in Chicago. <laughs> Rave Run says, mile 16 was the beginning of the end for me. I knew the wheels were going to fall off, LOL. Mm -hmm. You know what? Though, like, the um, the thing that I, I noticed is when I run Chicago, from, like, mile 20 and onward, the, you're running through a lot of boulevards, and the boulevards have, like, this giant grassy median in the middle. And a lot of the L.A. course kind of had that, too, like a, a grassy median in the middle of a larger road. In Chicago, when I get towards the end of the race, the course is littered with people who are, like, stretching, laying down walking, vomiting, all sorts of things, trying to get themselves back up on their feet and, and moving again. I didn't, I didn't see very much of that in this race. So I don't, I don't know if it was just timing wise, maybe I just didn't see it cause I didn't see much of anything, I think. Um, except for a pinata, which I'm glad I saw the pinata <laughs> and, um, oh, a unicorn and a shark. So I saw those things. Um, but I didn't see much of anything else. So I didn't see too many people struggling too bad. It seemed like everyone was having a really good day, <laughs> except like, I'm not that I had a bad day, but I, I, I mean, I just felt like everyone was like racing ahead of me. Yeah. Midlife runner has the opposite problem that I have up here because he's in Texas. He's I have to train in the Texas summer for the Chicago marathon. Yeah. That's going to be tough. Like, I don't know what's tougher. I'm trying to do mile repeats in a Chicago winter for a spring marathon or trying to do mile repeats in Texas summer for a fall marathon. I think both are pretty, pretty terrible. <laughs> um, all right. Oh, CV 76 says LA has an ordinance on vomiting. Does it really? Well, I'm glad I didn't vomit on the course. I came close a couple of times. Yeah. There was a couple of times where I was like, what? like, uh, the second to last aid station that I got water at, you could see it for a brief second in the video. I, di I didn't intentionally put it in there, but it kind of got into the clip anyway. I drank the water and it kind of a little bit went down the wrong pipe. And I was like, Whoa, like coughing for a little while. I was like, Whoa, ah. and my body was just not happy for a minute. So there was, I almost lost it right there. That was, that was one place. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So I had, we had a couple of questions. Someone asked earlier about the new um, Insta360. Um, that was announced today. I didn't see the announcement, but they did reach out to me. They're sending me one to test out. Um, I should be getting it soon. They were like, we had, I don't know what they said. They framed it as something along the lines of like having enough units to distribute for like the media, like the launch. I, I interpreted it as like supply chain issues. Um, so they're like, we couldn't get you one early, but we want to, we have a couple extra right now that we can, or we have a couple now that we can send do you want to take a look at it? So I was like, yeah, send it. And then, um, so I should be arriving soon. So I think when I go to DC, it's one that I'll bring the new 360 camera. I think it's the, it's like a, um, it's like the, is it the R2? So it's the interchangeable lens camera that, um, or the modular 360 camera that Insta360 made. And I think the big changes to it is not the um, 360 part, but it's the um, the larger sensor part, 
So that'll be interesting to take a look at. I've taken a look at some of the specs um, and I have some things that I'm very excited about. It looks like a lot of the qualms I had with that the GoPro style camera on it that I didn't like in the first version seem to be resolved, at least in terms of workflow. It seems like the sensor is gonna be bigger than the one that I had. So I'm looking forward to all that. They promised really good low light performance. So we'll certainly put that to the test. Um, but I'm a little bit worried. I don't think it's 4K 120 frames per second. I think at 4K, it caps out at 60. I'll have to double check. So there are some things that I was like, I'm not sure about some of this other stuff. So we'll test it out. Um, I'll just probably just bring it as my camera for the weekend in uh, DC and see how that one goes. All right, the next question that I'll get to is Eric Bright Nicholson says, any interest in the intro based trail shoe? Pre-orders just opened. Um, I should be getting mine soon. So I just talked to Michael over the weekend, I think, or emailed with him, and he's going to be sending me a pair. I want to say that the pair that I'm getting is not the production version, which I'm not a huge fan of that generally. But he said that there's like, it's a difference of material in the heel cup. And I'm like, oh, okay, fine, then just send it. Because like when I got the artist, I got a different plate than what ended up being produced. And so like it makes it hard for me to like, review it then my the plate that i had was a millimeter thinner than the final production plate but i think for the the trail shoe that i got coming i think it's pretty much almost the same except for the material swap in the heel cup i don't think that it's going to affect rigidity um so as far as my testing goes i don't think it should be a substantial difference or even a noticeable difference. So yeah, I've seen pictures of it. I got to hold it. I don't know how early in the production it was when we were all in Baltimore over the summer, Michael was up there and um, he showed it to um, the believe in the run team. And I got the chance to see it. And um, I've been very excited for, for a long time. So it'll be interesting to see. I didn't, I haven't seen any pictures of the final final yet. But at the time that I saw it, he had a couple of different um, outsole patterns that he was um, bouncing between, and they all looked really good to me. So I'm really excited to test it out. So I've got a lot of trail shoes to test. I got to test that. I've got the Speed Goat 5, I got the Tecton X. Um, I need to get in touch with some, there's someone that I've been meaning to collaborate with that I wanted to do like a collab run with on some of the Hoka shoes. So like I gotta reach out to that person and figure out a time to go, but April's just gonna be so crazy. So we'll see when, when I can get it done. So hopefully I'll be able to get those all those shoes tested out soon. Um, all right, sorry, I've been just rambling on for a little bit. Jackie's here, what's going on Jackie? So hey guys, congrats on crushing the LA Marathon. Let's go CIM one more time. Uh, I, I, think, I think I'll be at CIM, that's my plan right now. I don't have anything booked yet. Um, but if I don't, like run it i'll definitely just go and hang out for the weekend because i just think that, that that was a really fun event to go to extremely efficient very well run the only hard thing is that it's a point-to-point -point course so if you're spectating it makes it a really difficult to do um, and follow people from multiple locations but you know we'll see maybe if my cousin's going up you know we can uh team up or something like that so i'll definitely not definitely, but I'm I'm currently planning on doing that for this year. 
Um, Lewis is saying that that new, oh, that's right. That new Insta360 camera is the One RS, not the One R2 RS. So yeah, that's, I should be getting it soon. I think it's supposed to arrive. I thought it was supposed to arrive yesterday. I gotta go check my packages. So we'll see. Uh, Leon says, you BQ twice now for Boston 2023. Yeah, I've got, I mean, now I am nine minutes and 11 seconds ahead of um, cutoff. So I feel like if I don't, if I don't get it, if I don't get in this year, people are in trouble. I mean, if you need, as a 40 to 44 year old, if you need a three hour, better than a three hours and 49 seconds, that's going to be a tough cutoff for the day. So, um, all right. Andrew says that his photo and video sublist all dropped into 360 RS videos today. McKinnon, Potato Jet, et cetera. Oh, that's exciting. But now it's like, oh, I got to compete against those guys. I like it when they don't get the cameras that I review. Hmm. All right. That's going to be tough. But I'll try not to watch theirs too much. I've been watching a lot of Potato Jets videos lately. I've been like, I've been binging them the last like a uh, couple of weeks because I hadn't watched in a while. I didn't know he kind of like took a little bit of a break, um, but I've been, I've been catching up. That's one person that I would have loved to have been able to meet while I was in LA. I mean, there's a lot of people that I wanted to meet in LA. I mean, it's LA, there's everyone's there, right? But um, yeah. Adam wants to know if I'm gonna review the hero. I've been meaning to review the hero for like three years. Every year I'm like, oh, that hero, it looks so good. It always looks like a fun shoe to run in. The designs are amazing. And I feel like it's not like a super technical shoe. It's not like an Innovate or a Solomon shoe where I just don't have trails available to me that I feel like I really need them. The Hero seems like it's right up my alley. And every year I never end up getting it. So maybe this year I'll just have to go, I'll just go buy it and get it to make sure I do it this year. But like already I've got Well, I'm still finishing up the Peregrine and the Adidas Terex. And then if I'm reviewing the Speed Goat, Tecton, the Trade Base, that's five trail shoes already this year. And then if we add the Hero to it, that's like all my trail shoes. I don't really need much more than I don't run that much trail. So, yeah. Uh, Eric says about that, though, he looks like he's going to wait for the Speedgoat 5s, but he does love the new Ultra Timps. Hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I was very excited about the Ultra Trail shoes when I saw them at TRE. And then now I just think I'm starting to get overwhelmed with, like, the running calendar. And I'm like, I don't know how much trail running I'm going to be able to do. I need to do a lot of trips if I want to review trail shoes, I feel like. I just don't know if I'm going to get to any of those. That's disappointing because I want to look at some more of those. Mm. Cody says, you know, I need to go down and do the Disney marathon. The only hills are on off ramps. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to do a Disney race. So like that would make it easy because then I could just combine it with a family trip, you know. So but those sell out fast, it seems like. And like my family's never ready to commit early enough although i suppose if i was like guys next january let's do disney they'd probably be like okay I, I i'm probably the 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 weak link in that chain so maybe i just need to make a priority 
Um, Rodrigo Lupatini says, first, congratulations on the race. It's amazing to watch the battle. Second, after exertions like the LA Marathon, do you often get headaches? I had a headache like the, uh, like immediately afterwards. Um, like I got woozy. Um, and then after that, I um, just felt really tired. I chugged a bottle of water. Um, I think I was just really thirsty. And um, then I kind of like waddled for a little while just to keep moving. And uh, then after that, I, I, I felt like short of breath for the, the rest of the entire day. Like just sitting at the airport, I just felt like I was panting. Like I just couldn't get enough air. Um, and just sitting around after the race, like I just couldn't get enough air. Everything was exhausting. Just like taking a shower was exhausting. Packing my suitcase was exhausting. Um, but I didn't get headaches. Um, one of the things that I realized when I was in LA is I don't, I don't know what it was about LA is like, it's not a city at elevation, but I mean, I don't know if it was like the Hills or the lots of the elevators that I was taking or what, but like, I just felt like, uh, if I looked at my phone too much, I would just start getting headaches during the day. I, I think that's what was bothering me. Um, I don't think it's just looking at the phone cause normally I look at my phone all the time, but, um, I think it was like the combination of like looking at the phone in an elevator um, and then in an Uber when there's lots of like little hills, you know, that just like kept making me like mini motion sick and I'm very susceptible to motion sickness. So I think that was like the headaches that I was getting. Taking a nap, you know, was usually the solution for it though. Martha says, Mike, you will get in easily to Boston. 747 was the biggest in history and only because of the one third smaller field. Oh, really? Okay. I didn't know that that, that was why it got so much smaller. I remember, yeah, that, that year was crazy. Mm. <laughs> Brendan says, man, no, I want cake. What flavor and icing combo is it? Well, it's butter cream mixed with very different a lot of different colors. So the, it's all just one flavor of icing and it's just chocolate sheet cake, which is like my favorite kind, just plain, not that chocolate cake is ever plain, but it's just chocolate cake. I like it pretty straightforward. It's pretty delicious. I gotta tell you, it's nice and uh, puffy, you know, like it's not quite like angel food cake, but um, just the way my wife makes it. She makes it nice, nice and airy, which is what I like. I don't like it when a cake feels very dense. Like when it's closer to like pound cake, then I'm just like, nah, I don't, I'm not as interested in this. I'm like, am I, can I dunk this in my coffee kind of thing? So when it's nice and airy, that's when I feel like it's really nice. So now we're getting to the end and there's a lot of frosting at the back part. I think I'm not going to, I think I'm just going to avoid some of that. It's just too much, too much frosting. But for the rest of the cake, the ratio of cake to frosting was really good. Adam says, with all those trail shoes, Lead Bill is calling. I think that I do want to try and film a trail race this year. I don't know which one or how. Um, and I'm certainly, I'm already probably several months late in terms of the planning to be able to do it well. But I mean, it might just be like a go out and have a fun weekend kind of thing. And uh, see if I can get media credentials to chase some runners around kind of thing. So we'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. 
Mm -hmm. Jackie Ryan says, when did the 1080 version 11s go on sale? And when are the 12s getting released? Waiting to stock up. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I bit, I think it's got to be soon because I think I just saw. I know Believe in the Run put out their review. I think I saw. Did Ginger Runner just put out a review? I think I've seen several people put out reviews for the version 12s. I don't have them yet. I don't think they're sending them to me. Um, but I'm happy to buy them. I'm really interested to see what they did with the 12. I think it looks great. And they looked better than the, the 10 and 11. Because the 10 and 11 certainly looked odd. The 12 looks more like an Adidas shoe than uh, a New Balance shoe to me. But with like like the 880 over here and then the Fresh Film more over here, that 1080, I'd like, where does it fit? I'm not really sure. But, you know, I'm trying to like understand shoe lineups these days in terms of like they don't all have to fit they can be like 1080 might be the people that want a little bit of 880 and a little bit of more version 3 and don't care that the other two exist you know so like shoes can stand completely on their own or within an overall lineup either one is completely fine as long as people are liking it and buying it you know and the 1080 version 11 i did not like as much as the 1080 version 10 so I'm trying to look at it a little bit fresher this year and not necessarily as it has to be a good max cushion or it has to be a good daily. I'm just going to be like, do I like it? And then if I do, when am I liking it the most, you know? So I'm very excited for it, but I'm also just, I'm trying not to have any preconceived notions about it going in other than I think it looks like a solar boost. Austin Harling says, congrats on the PR. Do you think if you knew your pace the whole time, like you would on a tread, you could have made a sub three hour? I, th I think so. Either that or I would have like gone down in a, like a, a much more glamorous ball of flames. So like I, I I'll, and I talk about it a lot in the race recap, but I had no idea how close I was um, until the end. Like I, I really thought that like when I was, I thought that by the time Floris and Jimmy had gotten to me, that I was like already well beyond being able to get anywhere near close to three hours. So like, I just, I, yeah, I don't know what time I thought it was, but I felt like oh, it's already past three hours. Like, why are we running hard? So like, I was just, I don't, I don't, I mean, I have all the, I had like a thousand dollars in running technology that I was wearing. And yet I was just like, I just wish that there was an on-course clock. Cause I was just like, I, my, my mind couldn't process any of the information that the technology was telling me or the information that Flores was telling me. I just didn't believe him. I thought he was tricking me. So it was, it was, it was a weird feeling. Very weird feeling. Mm, oh, good question. Shannon says, Coach, Flores and Coach Jimmy hadn't been with me the last three miles. What do you think your finishing time would have been? Just curious. I think it would have been right around 305. I think I just would have like cruised in like eight minute, 7.30, 7.45, maybe eight minute miles the rest of the way. So like, you know, well, maybe, so maybe close to 302 and a half, 303 and a half, somewhere in that area. I just wouldn't have, I wouldn't have pushed as much as, um, 
I did without them there. I because I, I like mentally I had already checked out for sure. Um, Stevie Sunny's saying, what do I think about a potato jet versus Hez Kicks marathon? Um, like in terms of like watching a bunch of videos or if they raced one. Um, but I could watch, I could watch both of their channels for a really long time. That'd be fun. I mean, that'd be a really weird collab video. Can you imagine if like, it was like me, potato jet and has kicks in a video? I don't know how that video works, but I don't know. That'd be really weird. That'd be fun. Or I mean, more realistically, if there was a potato jet has kicks collab video, that'd be better. That would work. <laughs> Adam says, if I want to film, come to San Francisco the second weekend in June and fill the Dipsy. Um, all right. So I do have a little bit more information on my calendar. It's still, things aren't in pen yet. Things are still in pencil, but they're really penciled in pretty firm. Um, June, I think it's June. I forget which month, but there's some travel that's coming up. So now I can actually like, I have to figure, remember what the dates are. I don't remember what the dates are off the top of my head. I don't know if I can like talk about it yet, but I'm starting to get some more dates planned out. I know like the last time we talked about dates and stuff, a lot of that wasn't um, even finalized or firm or even near firm, but like things are firming up. And um, yeah, so I think the next video that I make, so the race recap video will probably be tomorrow's video. I know I said it was going to come out today, but I think I'm going to try to really make it a little bit more um, less rambly and a little bit more well put together. So I'm at like 31 minutes now. And not to say that just cutting stuff makes it better, but really making sure that everything's really um, says what I want it to with as little fluff as possible or filler. Um, so I'll make that, have that one come out tomorrow. And I think the next video I have after that will be like my next race calendar. And that'll take me through like um, June. So um, I'm trying to think for June, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be in the grandma's. I have to double confirm that grandma's is another ASICs race. So I think they're going to help me get a, I think I can still register for it, but I think they're going to get me a bib. So I think I'm going to do, I'm pretty sure I'm going to do grandma's. I don't, I think there's a half marathon at grandma's and I'm kind of like, maybe I should just run the half because I'm feeling very tired right now, but I'm like, maybe I shouldn't decide right now. Um, cause that'll be fun. Point to point race, net downhill course along Lake Superior, you know, I feel like water, you know, I always feel stronger when I'm near the water. So, you know, I don't know that I'll make another sub three attempt. It seems very soon for that. Um, and I'm not sure. I just want to, I'm just not sure I can continue training that hard. Cause I've been basically training from like Chicago. Chicago was kind of a hard training block, but CI training for CIM and then into originally training for Tokyo. So like I got real tired at the end, but towards the end of this training block. So we'll, we'll have to see, but I should be out. Um, and I'm not, I think maybe grandma's is the weekend after the third weekend in June, I want to say, but maybe I'll be able to get out there. I bet I'm thinking probably not. Mm. 
Ooh, this says thoughts on the Carmel Marathon. Generally flat and close by for me. Ooh, that's an interesting one. I like racing in Indianapolis area. I think that'll work. Mm, maybe. Want to see? I mean, I'm not like really like I'm. I'm very interested in and very motivated to like um chase after that sub three. It's like something like I really just want to like check off the list, you know. But it's also not something where I'm like, ooh, like what race? I'm, you know, like I sometimes, you know, the night of the race, you're like, all right, what races are coming up soon? And you're like on the internet and you're like typing it up and you're like, where can I go? I'm, I'm not feeling that. So I'm just very happy with how LA went. Uh, and I think I'm a little bit tired. And so like, you know, um, I don't know if maybe the next like sub three attempt is CIM in December. You know, I, there's a lot of other races that I want to do. Um, and I don't know that I want to be in marathon training mode for like this entire year. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see how, how it goes. So, mm, oh, Mark says, I do have a question for today. As I start ramping back up the mileage with the warm weather, I have some nagging shin splints doing the usual stretching and foam rolling, but any tips or tricks? I would say if it's still like in a pretty, like, uh, if it's nagging, that's been going on for a little bit. I would say just try and spend some time if you're not into hard training yet um, on softer surfaces. So like if you're on a, like a concrete, like a asphalt path, asphalt path, but there's like a dirt, a packed dirt section or a grassy section that you can run on, try to get on the dirt. If you have an option between concrete versus asphalt, go for the asphalt, asphalt or blacktops, like a little bit, just a tiny bit softer. Um, I might reach for some, a little bit taller stack height of shoes. Um, then you might like whatever is the taller stack height ones in your closet, um, that you have like a 1080 version 11 or 12, that kind of shoe. Or, uh, like for me, like a fresh foam or three or Bondi X was like really great to have for kind of like recovery days when I wanted to be just easy on the body. So I would say kind of like look for those, um, and, uh, make sure your easy days really are easy. So those are some of the things that I'll look for. Otherwise, like you know, if they're, if they're bothering you, like when you're even when, like when you're not like when you're done with running, then what works great for me is a heating pad. Um, I know a lot of people like to ice their shin splints, but that ice is always so messy in my opinion and uncomfortable. But like if I'm just sitting down and I can put a heating pad on the shin splints, that always just really relaxes me. So I like, those are the things I, I don't know if like, I'm not a physical therapist, so I don't know, but those are the things that seem to really be comforting for me. All right. Um, Stokes eight says, Strokes eight says, uh, correct on the PR. Sorry if I missed, but do you have a next race schedule yet? Yes, I do. Um, this will be a good place to end it for today. Um, in two weeks, two or less than two weeks in two Sundays, I'll be in Washington DC doing the cherry blossom 10 mile. I believe the believe in the run crew will be up there too. Um, so I'll be able to see those guys. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I'm going to be going down my, uh, not my family, like not like my wife and my kids, but, um, my sister might come down uh, or my parents might come down. They're thinking about it. Cause it's not that far for them to get down to DC. So it might be kind of like, uh, nice to see some other family. Um, but I'll be there for that, that week. It's the first weekend in April and that Saturday we'll do a little bit of a shakeout guys. So just something really informal, we'll run around the mall, the national mall, like a little bit, um, and uh, just get a chance to meet some of the DC Kofuzi Run Club members. So I'm really looking forward to that. That'll be the next race. And then like we've been talking about, um, I will be also doing 
I think I'll be doing grandmas. And I think there'll be some racism between there too. But those are kind of like the close end of the calendar for me and the farther end of the calendar that I can confirm for now or somewhat confirm for now. So that's kind of what's coming up. But two videos from now, I'll do like a more of like a, a, a firm, like what's coming up for like Q2 for 2022 in terms of racing where I'll, I'll list all that out a little bit more concretely. So, all right, that's going to be it for today, everybody. Thanks everybody for tuning in. And uh, like I said, tomorrow is when I'll get out that race recap. And then uh, we'll do another live stream. Same time as today, 1 p.m. Central Time. Hopefully I'll see you then. And in the meantime, be safe out there, everybody. Thanks.